Hello, Langhook Nation. This is Ray DeLucci with the Langhook Thoughts Podcast. I hope you're all staying safe. I hope you're all staying strong, inspired, motivated. Uh, I know things right now are really tough. Um, so I just hope you all are doing well. And, you know, before we get into this, um, obviously there's something I'd like to address. And obviously it is the murder of George Floyd. Um, you know, being a cooking podcast, I don't tend to go off into uh, things that are, that I guess would be seen as political or you know, be seen as stuff other than cooking. But what happened to George Floyd, the act of him being murdered, is something that can't just be brushed over. Just like all the other examples of brutality can't be brushed over. Um, And it's just, you know, it's not representative of who we are as a people, as a country. It's not representative of what we should be doing to fellow humans. And I feel like if you're a chef or you're a cook or anyone in the food industry, you care about people a ton. And if you're like me, seeing that happen really pissed you off. And it really, you know, it was, it's been so hard to put out cooking content with that on the back of my mind because yes, I, I like to inspire and I like to help others. But when you see something as unjust as that happen, it really just hits you in the gut and you're, it's, it's just really hard to, it's been really hard to get inspired knowing something so atrocious has happened. You know, we need to fix the issues of racism, not only in our country, but obviously also in the industry, we need to fix the issues of, you know, just not, we need to care more and we need to speak upon things like this more. George Floyd's death and his murder is something that if you have a platform or if you're, if you care about others, you should share, you know, you should share how it's not right and how it's wrong. And we shouldn't just brush over it. It should be something that is brought up. It's important. It affects everyone. It affects everyone in any industry because it's what is being done to another human being. It's what's being done to someone so blatantly, out of just carelessness and hate or whatever. It's just not, it's not right. And it should affect everyone and it should make everyone try to, or make everyone feel like they need to make this thing better that we call this world, that we call this society. It's not right. It's, it's not okay. It's unjust. It was unnecessary. It was unjust. It was wrong. And it's, it's infuriating. And the fact that this happens, it's like, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and they were just like, the fact that this happens like, make, doesn't make me want to cook anymore. It makes me want to do something else with my career. And I feel like so, a lot of people are going to feel that way, what, whatever industry they're in. But this isn't representative of who we need to be. And this isn't representative of what kind of society we need to live in. We need to be a fair and just society. We need to be a fair and just industry. And it starts by sharing your thoughts, your ideas, and trying to make a positive change in the industry. And so I couldn't just start this episode without addressing it because it was wrong. And I will say it was wrong that the, you know, the murder of George Floyd was wrong. And I want to say that. And I want to start the episode with that. And I know the show isn't political, but this is beyond politics. This is about human who lost their life due to an unjust um, act, an unspeakable thing that you couldn't really imagine. um, But it happens. And it happens frequently and it has to stop happening. So, you know, 
if anyone ever needs to talk, and I know we, uh, I talked to a bunch of you since this has happened. I've also talked to a lot of you in regards to the pandemic. If anyone ever needs to talk, and or every anyone ever just needs to vent, I'm here. I'm not going to say I have all the answers, and I'm not going to say that what I think is better than anyone else because it's not. You know, it's, I have my own thoughts and opinions on certain things in life, but I'm always here to listen. And I feel like as cooks and as chefs, as in people like in general, we just need to listen more. We need to listen to those who feel like they're not being heard. Listen to those who feel that they don't really have a voice. And I talk about this in this podcast about why now is the time you should start reaching out and speaking out about the things you want to voice. But so many people are hurting and so many people are, you know, feel trapped and they feel isolated and they feel like they can't do anything. And if you're a chef or a cook and you have the power or you have the platform to speak out in certain things and try to evoke a positive change and you're not, then, you know, I've, as a chef, you care. your whole goal, your whole career is to care for others. And this is one of those times where we have to be there for others. And we have to be there to make sure that people are okay. And we have to be there as leaders for people to be, you know, to be sure that they're being heard and they're being talked about. And I'm not saying that everyone has to go out and, you know, start their own podcast about their own topic. But it does. If you are a chef, the title does come with some sort of responsibility to lead others, and I'm pretty sure that whoever you're leading has thoughts about certain things that they want to talk about. So, please listen to those people. Please, you know, to the people you lead. Please listen to the people who are talking to you because you never know like what people are thinking. You never know what people are going through, and I feel like listening is is what we all need to do more of. And yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't know what to say on it. I didn't, I don't, I want this to be a podcast that, you know, helps inspire and motivate, but this was something that was so atrocious and it's wrong and it keeps happening and it needs to stop. And so I wanted to add my voice to the many who are saying that it needs to stop and asking for change. This, uh, but yeah, this, um, this Sunday night, the Sunday night projects that I've been working on with Katie Osuna from, uh, Copper and Heat this Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Lancel Thoughts Instagram Live. Uh, I will be having my friend Cam on. We'll be doing uh, the Sunday night project of coffee. We're going to be demonstrating some different methods to make coffee, so you can add it to your coffee repertoire. Uh, the 100th episode of the Lancel Thoughts podcast is coming up very soon, so please feel free to message me on any social media site or email me at lancelthoughts at outlook.com so you can be a part of that episode. I want as many cooks in it as possible. And finally, if anyone ever needs to chat or talk, feel free to reach out. I hope you all are staying safe. I hope you all are staying inspired. I know this is a tremendously difficult time for so many, but I do hope that this podcast helps in some way to keep you motivated. And I just really hope we are able to come out of this stronger and better. And I care about every, everyone who you know in this industry, and I really do hope that things get better. So enjoy the episode, and I hope you all are staying safe. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, so the biggest thing that I want to talk about, and it's something I guess that has been on my mind for a while now, but 
due to the pandemic, due to the coronavirus, and due to the response of it in terms of restaurants, I wanted to bring it up. And it's this idea that, um, this idea that for me, food doesn't feel like an urgent matter in our society, how we view it, what we think about it. Um, and I don't know if anyone else feels this way and I'm going to get into a little bit why I think people do. But the first thing I'd like to say is I watched the White House Roundtable with restaurateurs uh, about two weeks ago, I think, two and a half weeks ago. And um, I just want to start out by saying, like, I really, like, didn't know the meeting was happening. I knew about the formation of it because there was some backlash on Twitter uh, due to the lack of diversity, which I agree with. There should be more diversity on a panel that represents the entire restaurant industry um, because there's so many people in the restaurant industry uh, with so many different backgrounds and ways of cooking and running their own businesses. And, I mean, obviously that should be, be, you know, a given. But anyway, um, so I had heard about the roundtable, saw the backlash of it, I also do think, though, that it, you know, if you're Thomas Keller and you're invited on that, you should go on it. Um, I wouldn't if I wouldn't tell Thomas Keller he shouldn't go on it. Um, And there were some people on there that I really like do look up to in the food industry. So it was cool to see some of the people I like or not like, but uh, know of and look up to on the panel, uh, if that makes sense. But I obviously would like to see a more diverse panel as well. But Anyway, I heard about it through that, obviously, and then the meeting happened, and I watched the meeting. I really didn't know the meeting was happening. I don't know if, like, and here's the thing. I don't know if I, like, missed the notification or if, like, I I would love to hear your thoughts because people have asked, like, they really didn't know what was going on, and so the meeting happened. I watched it in the first, like, 45 minutes, if I'm not mistaken, was, like, about them introducing themselves and kind of the restaurateurs, each restaurateur went around, introduced themselves to the president and they were talking about what they'd like to see. And it was kind of the same conversation for the whole 40 minutes. Uh, there were some stories and uh, they went off into different directions. And I don't know, I really didn't see that as like a way to help the restaurant industry at the time. Um, and it, it was just weird. The 40 minutes, I felt like not weird, but there was a lot of, there were some good things said, but I didn't feel like there was a lot of substance to it. I didn't take a lot away from the meeting. Um, and I just felt like there should have been a lot more discussion and conversation, especially about, uh, cooks and, uh, the out of work people. I mean, obviously it was a meeting more so focused on funding for restaurants, but also I didn't see a lot of talk about like the actual people day in and day out who work in as someone who runs a podcast, Instagram, and social media platform for people who work in the food industry, uh, day in and day out. It would have been nice to see more of that. Um, so I had the conversation and I just, there didn't seem to be a lot of understanding, uh, between the president and the rest of the restaurateurs, uh, of what was needed because the restaurateurs all had what they wanted. And then the president thought they wanted something else. And so a lot of the time was uh, spent back and forth on that. Um, which is fine. I mean, that's going to happen, but the meeting, like the introductions happened and then the discussions with, um, the restaurateurs happened. And then the question and answer was not at all really related to food for the, like the next 25 minutes. And I think the thing that I'd like to point out is this, is like, this is a time where it was an hour and a half approximately an hour and a half where restaurateurs could get together and talk to the president and they uh, 
it didn't feel like anything was really said. Certain things were said to the president in terms of what was needed. But in terms of the media covering it or the president himself, like knowing what was needed, like it just didn't feel like there was a lot of substance or representation for the food industry. And to think that for an hour and a half, we were able to get these group of restaurateurs all in one room. We're able to get them to sit down and talk with each other and have this time to like, you know, air to not only the president, not only the government, but also the general public about the food industry and to see it not really happen like we were supposed to was, it was disappointing for someone who's, you know, looking to become a productive force in the food industry. I mean, for me, like looking at it as someone in the industry, it's like we talked about like the most basic thing and that was it. And then it was over. And I mean, I know we're getting some progress with the PPP loans and, you know, there's good things happening for restaurants, but there's also this underlying issue of why this doesn't feel more urgent or why it doesn't feel like more important. Uh, a lot of the general public I talked to after this, uh, just asking what their thoughts were, they didn't even know the meeting happened. So a lot of chefs or cooks didn't even know this meeting took place. Um, and I mean, I think it's a, this thing where, you know, obviously food is important to everyone in the world. But especially, you know, restaurants, like they're so important. They're integral. They, you know, people go in there and they make memories and they uh, spend a lot of money and they, you know, it's where families go together to join. It's where people take each other on first dates. It's like, it's everything. And we have this uh, moment in time where they're kind of not able to function. The future is uncertain for them. And it just doesn't. I feel like if you're in the restaurant industry, it feels very like it's very prominent, obviously. But the the actual uh, coverage or the actual representation of what is going on, it doesn't feel as urgent. Um, and it's I think it's an issue, obviously, that goes back. For me, it's an issue of the lack of knowledge we get of food in, as a whole you know, in the in America. I mean, when I was in school, the only real knowledge of food I got. Not, you know, in school, like obviously my parents, um, Italian American family, they teach me, teach you a lot about food, but, um, in school was really health class and that was kind of it. I don't I mean, there was no dedicated course to cooking for myself or eating. I did a vocational school when I was in my junior year of high school, but I feel like it's this lack of education of food and this lack of understanding of what it really does mean to be a chef or be a cook. You know, we see more and more, more and more like people on the, and social media and all that, which I love you all know. I love that. But to, to actually like see like the people who work 14, 16 hour days and like know what it's like and to know that they're doing that and most likely struggling with their finances or they don't have the time to take care of certain things. And then when this happens, what do they do? And industry imploding and what, what are we, what do they do? You know? Um, and it goes farther than that. We talked about this in the Family Meal podcast uh, a, a couple, like, what, two months ago, three months ago, where it was just like, you know, there's the aspect of cooks leaving, living paycheck to paycheck, and then all of a sudden the paycheck's taken away, and obviously there's unemployment, but they might not do well on unemployment because also they might have troubles with addiction, or they might, 
you know, the kitchen might be uh, the only safe space space they go to and and their living quarters back home aren't that great. It's like, there's so many variables and so many factors. And obviously you can't tackle everything at once, but food is so integral to who we are. It's, we need to eat to live and we rely on restaurants so much. We rely on restaurants so much um, for quick, easy access to food. And we rely on them to get us food whenever and restaurants are there for you know all occasions they're just there for a quick bite um and there's these people all these people who i look up to who i admire day in day out who go in put on a chef jacket or we're we're just walking with a t-shirt throw around an apron and just cook and then just provide food for thousands or millions of people throughout their career and their lives and it's like why why is that not more and like why is that not more important why is that not more prominent why is it not more urgent that we are talking about the food industry like why is it not that next you know why is it that next big thing on why is it not the next big thing on the news you know like yes there was news coverage of it but i personally don't feel like it's enough and with talking with you throughout the last two to three weeks on live streams on instagram and just like dming you all don't feel hurt either. And I feel like this time, I feel like before we kind of knew, like it, it just didn't seem like cooks were f- being hurt in terms of like, you know, it was, it's our profession is always glorified, but it's still so hard to be a chef and be a cook. And I feel like a lot of you know that that's not really understood, but even more so now when you can't cook and you're kind of out of the equation right now because your restaurant's closed, it's like no one get like, it just feels like no one gets it. And I'm not, like asking for the, I'm not asking for, you know, I'm not asking for like everyone to be like interviewed as like a celebrity chef. I'm more so just like saying like, if we have an hour and a half to talk about the restaurant industry and what's going to happen with it and just get some closure for cooks and get some closure for business owners, can we just keep the hour and a half to cooking? The one hour and a half of mainstream focused government media we just keep that to cooking and show some importance to it and show some understanding to it. And so I guess that's the frustration, you know, that, I mean, that, that was my frustration with this whole process is why can't, why, why can't it just be kept together better? Um, and so, I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it, but I just think food, like food is so important. It, it shapes the way, people live their lives it shapes the way that people view the world and it shapes the way you interact with others and i just think it needs to be more important that's why i do line cook thoughts and i know that's why a lot of other food content creators do what they do um you know it's just because there's certain things that aren't talked about in the industry enough that need to be talked about you know what's the cost of getting your plate of food for the chef or the cook what's the cost of it mentally physically emotionally socially you know what's the cost for it and i think we're start you know since this started so many people i've talked to my friends people i don't know they're like questioning do i want to even go back to the food industry do i even want to go back to working that lifestyle do i want to do something different you know some of these chefs are seeing their family their friends for the first time and like really like being like, wow, like, why am I like ignoring this? Why am I chasing something that doesn't seem to be recognized enough? 
you look online, cook thoughts, you look at the people uh, that I share, the quotes that I share. Some, you know, some of them are about being passionate. Some are about needing to have a bigger voice for the industry. And the amount of times I've read that shows me that there's a lot of people out there that feel like it. And whether or not you have the opinion that, you know, we are heard enough or not, that's obviously your opinion. But the fact is that people still feel like it. And so how do we change that? How do we change it so the industry seems, you know, viable now? And how does it like the like our only concern now isn't to make guests feel safe. It's also to make cooks feel like what they're doing is worthwhile. That should be also in the forefront that what they're doing is beneficial and still impactful and that they're going to be given the credit. You know, I see obviously restaurants opening back up. It's my mind right now. Like how, like in terms of like, you know, it, it, it's, it's shocking to me to like, see how little we kind of just value the cook, I guess is what I'll say. Um, how little we just kind of value what it means to put your heart and soul into this craft that really financially gives you little return and takes most of your time. It's tough to argue for it now when people are leaving the industry and going to do something else. And especially with everything else going on in the world, a lot of people are going on to do things that they feel is going, that they feel is going to help socially impact others. And that's why I like cook so much. A lot of my friends who are cooks don't want to cook anymore because they see issues that they want to go fix. And that's what I've been trying to say for so long is like the people in this industry are amazing. They're empathetic. They're caring. They're understanding and they're patient. But they're also really uh, out there to impact the, the lives of others. If you cook, if you're a chef, you want to be and you want to have an impact on someone else you want to make someone else's day more positive and i'm just seeing so many people go chase other things because it's how they think that it's going to be impactful and i'm so excited for them and i'm so thrilled to see it but maybe it's also a sign that you know that you know there's people in this industry who really do do this out of love and care and they feel unheard and they feel like they're not represented well and so I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I'd love to hear what you all think in terms of, you know, uh, chefs and cooks in the food industry being heard more. I'm really interested in your opinion. And like I said, it, I, I personally think when you hear the food industry needs to be, uh, or the food leaders are meeting and the food industry is going to be talked about, I felt like everyone should be urgent to hear what was said. It just didn't feel like that. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay, so the second half or second part of this uh, podcast episode that I wanted to talk about that I think is very important. A lot of you have uh, addressed this with me or you chatted with me, and I'm so pumped and so excited to see it is I see a lot of you making content. I see a lot of you putting up your own pages and starting to share your voice, your thoughts, and your opinions. And obviously, I'm not the first one to tell you to do this, and I'm not going to be the last, nor am I the first one to do it. But there's so many people that I follow or that are following me and that have shared with me the uh, the idea of their podcasts or their Instagram. And it's been super cool to see because, you know, I say it, I've said it in a bunch of podcasts, but I think you all have such potential to 
bring so much value and so much positive reinforcement to the people in the industry and people outside of the industry. Uh, the experiences you have, the dynamics that play into a kitchen, the way you all are dedicated to work day in and day out. It's so important. It's so vital to society, to our culture, to what it means um, to go out to eat. And that, be, like having that importance is so important to share. And it's so important to just create a space where you're able to share your thoughts and opinions on certain things. And so, yeah, I'm super excited for it. And I have had a lot of people um, reach out to me and ask me for advice on podcasting or writing. And so first off, I'll say if there's anyone out there who wants any advice on uh, writing, um, podcasting, or just anything, like in in terms of starting their own page, starting their own social media uh, brand, uh, feel free to reach out. I'm an open book. I'm willing to talk whenever. Um, I actually love it. I think it's fun. Because, you know, this isn't uh, a game of, if I help you all, you know, this isn't a game of, like, if I help you all um, get big or if I help you all start something that's going to take away from me. There's so much out there. And your backgrounds and your experiences are going to relate to a whole different set of people that mine don't relate to. You know, everyone, no matter how big they are, all relate to someone else in a different way. Everyone has their favorite podcast. Everyone has their favorite singer or songwriter. Everyone has their favorite author. People relate to people in different ways. It's what makes uh, putting stuff out there so awesome and so unique and so like exciting to listen to. And so I would just say, like, you know, if you do need help, feel free to reach out. But I want to say for those of you who might be thinking about it, who have been thinking about it for months now, you've had a plan to start your podcast or if you had a plan to start your blog. If there was ever a sign, if there was ever a time in your life where the universe was telling you you should, this is the time. Now is the time to start putting out whatever you think you can to help the industry. I want to see more content made by cooks. I want to see more pages and more Instagrams and more Twitter sites and just more social media presence from cooks. Because you, like I said, you all have such diverse backgrounds. You all have such diverse ways of seeing the world. And it doesn't even have to be mainly about cooking. If you're a chef and you are really uh, interested in painting uh, and but you want to like add like cooking and painting into it like feel free to like do that like if you have an idea and you think it would be cool but you're not sure how it would be received it probably is going to be received well and if you want to run them by me obviously fine but no one's going to ever give you permission to start you know what it is you want to do for me line cook thoughts is something that i honestly wanted to start three years before i did i always wanted a podcast i always wanted to talk about cooking i love the I love the idea of being a chef. I love the idea of being a cook day in and day out. I love the um, aspects of the food industry. I love the different variety of everything that encompasses it. I love how people are sommeliers, and I love how people are chefs, and I love how people are servers, and I love how people produce food for others. Like It's so cool. It's so diverse. There's so many different stories. There's so many different ways of uh, hearing how people overcame adversity and have been successful or how hungry they are and how they're grinding right now just to get to that next step and become something. It's awesome. It's a really cool industry to kind of create media around. And obviously that's why it's so successful. But the idea of authentic food media is something that I really want to see more of in terms of it coming straight from the cook. You know, a creator who's been on the show a couple times, someone I really like like to listen to a lot and someone I've become good friends with, Justin Kana. He always is putting out stuff that's beneficial for cooks. I try to put out stuff that's beneficial for cooks. Um, 
you have chefs without restaurants doing some great work on his podcast. You know, you have the racist sandwich doing great work with their podcast. Um, you have operation food and beverage, which just started, uh, with Justin. He's doing really good stuff. Like there's so much out there that is good. Um, there's so many great food writers. There's so many great books, but there needs to be more even, even like there needs to be more still like, I just think there needs to be more cook driven media. And I think it's so cool to see you all starting your pages and starting to go out with your ideas. And it's goes into the kind of, it kind of goes full circle into the topic we were just talking about of where do cooks fit in? Why is it not more prominent? Why are we not more prominent? And I feel, I don't think anyone is going to do us uh, any favors in making it more urgent or make it seem more urgent what it means to be a cook. I think it's just going to have to be us putting ourselves out there us talking about it, us getting our media out there, us getting the message out there of what we want to see. So that's what's important to me. And that's what I think is really important through this whole process is if there was every time to start something, now is the time to do it. Now is the time to be that change that you've been wanting to see in the industry. You know, I think it's easy to think, you know, I think it's easy to put whatever you want to see on other people. And I guess I'll explain it as if it's easy to see, you know, oh, I think this idea is good, but I think David Chang will do that. Or I think this idea is good, or and I think there so and so is going to do that. But in reality, the the um, idea of what it means to cause change is it's an original idea or something that's been promoted before, but said in a different way. And if you're not seeing that idea or that change happening, or if you see a flaw, or if you see something that needs to be filled in the industry and you don't see anyone doing it, it's because your way of speaking probably isn't being uh, spoken. And your way of attacking and your game plan on how you're going to address the issue and how you're going to form form around that and make something of uh, value and make something um, that kind of directs energy at that is not being done in your way. And your way just may be the way that changes the industry for the better or sets the momentum to go forward or pushes us down a road that creates healthier lifestyles for cooks and leaves a better understanding for what it means to be a chef to the guests. Um, and so, I mean, honestly, like if you have an idea or if you see something that needs to be done and you've been wanting to do it, but you're not sure, you do a disservice if you don't do it. And I don't like saying that often, but now in a time where people are looking for leaders and people are looking for others to kind of show them the way and people are just looking for something, anything, because it seems pretty hopeless sometimes uh, in the last couple of months, you could be that person. And why wouldn't you want to be that person? Why wouldn't you want to write your story? Why wouldn't you want to start it now? This is the time to start. It's a time to think about enacting all the things you've been wanting to do. And it's time to really focus in on what it means to be a chef, be a cook, and be a leader. You know, you all have a voice uh, in your community and where you serve food. I guarantee a chef knows more about what how their community feels or what their community thinks than many politicians or anyone really in that industry, in that, in that community, because they feed their people every day. They're around them every day. They come, they have conversations, you know, they see guests every day and it's always diverse. It's, you know, so many people enter in that restaurant so that a chef or a cook probably has a better gauge of what really needs to be said and really needs to be done on that, uh, you know, on that community. And it's more than cooking. If you know, you know, if you've been working in a restaurant and people keep coming in constantly saying they're tired of this, or they're noticing something different, or they want to see a change, and you have that knowledge, and you have this anecdotal experience with all these guests, and you're also a trusted figure in the community, 
and people would look up to you when you said something because you're a chef and most people tend to look up to chefs as leaders because it's hard enough to be a chef. You have a platform and even if you're a cook, you have a platform. You have a way of saying and expressing yourself and, and you do have some credibility. You know, the thought that we don't have credibility is like, you do, you're a cook and people look up to that already. People might not understand what you go through, but I do know that people look up to others in the food industry. And so you have a voice and you have an ability to enact what it is you want to see in the industry. And it's hard. It's not easy. It's not like, and it's always going to be hard. It's never going to be easy and it's never going to be the right time. I think that's what I realized. Like this podcast started out at a really good time for me, but then got really challenging really quick. You know, having to work 70, 80 hours a week and try to, you know, record this thing like every night and uh, just keep it going and try to have this presence. And obviously now I have more time and it's nice to kind of work and sit and do things with line cook thoughts, but it wasn't always like this. And it was really difficult sometimes. And there was a lot of times where I wanted to give up. I mean, there was a time around episode 20 where I was just going to end this thing because I didn't think people were listening and I didn't think my message was being heard. And I just didn't know if it was resonating enough, but to see the support, to see the thing grow, to see people kind of other people starting to create food media. Like I I know it's what needs to be done. And so I really hope you all take this time to do what you think needs to be done for our industry. Uh, I can't say it enough that you have so much of a platform when you're a chef or a cook to kind of speak out on certain things, because a, if you think about it, if you're in the industry, I'm listening to you. Like if you're a chef or a cook, I'm automatically more interested in what you have to say. So you have your industry peers and then people love food and, as commercialized as it seems with uh, trends on Instagram or whatever, um, you can use it to your advantage and you can really get your voice out there. So like I said, I really hope you all are staying safe during this. I hope you're staying inspired. And I know right now that everything is like tough and I know everything is going on. And there's some things that I'll, I'll never be able to understand due to my situation and who I am. But I empathize with the idea of wanting to have a voice or wanting to share more with an industry or share more with people in an industry. And if that's how I can help, I guess that's how I'll help. And I'll say that it all starts with you and all starts with your voice and what you do and your actions that lead up to it. So I really hope you all are staying safe. I really hope that you take this uh, as that permission, I guess, to go start whatever it is you've been wanting to do. And I'm really excited to see what you all put out into the food industry and also into the world. I'm excited Please keep me updated on everything. And yeah, if you have any if you have any questions or you want to share anything, feel free to send it over. All right. So the final thing I want to talk about in the podcast is um, I guess how I'm doing during this. A lot of people have been asking that. So I wanted to give some, I guess, things that I've been doing and hopefully maybe you can adopt it or um, just, you know, because this is a new way of life for a lot of us for the next couple of months. And so the biggest thing I've been doing, it's a big thing I've been preaching about on the podcast is having something you're interested in, not invested in cooking. What does that mean? Uh, for me, it's been guitar. I picked up a guitar about nine months ago. I bought a guitar about a year ago and I actually started learning to play about eight months ago, nine months ago. But obviously during this time, I've been learning more and more and I've been getting a lot better at it. Not enough for me to play on the podcast. Sorry, everyone who was hoping for a personal concert, but, uh, no, it's something that's been, I haven't been as passionate about starting something as I have since cooking. Uh, but it's been really fun. It's been a lot of fun to learn the guitar. And so it's been this thing that when, you know, when the restaurant, like when I was working in restaurants, it was tough, it was hard. I would go home and I play guitar and 
it would give me some space away from it. It's not good enough to go home and watch TV or just sit on your phone because the anxiety, for me at least, the anxiety and the idea of the food stays with me. I need to actively do something to separate myself from that world. And so guitar for me was a big one. Um, obviously, writing and reading are big things for me. Um, I love reading. I read a ton. And during this time, I've been reading a lot of great books. So that's also been helping me out. Um, writing is something new that I picked up that I don't do a lot. But when I do, it's like a lot of fun and I enjoy it so much. And then obviously the podcast and line cook thoughts, but that's related to food. But I think it's so important, not only during this time, but as we move forward, that cooks have things that they um, that they do that aren't that isn't related to cooking that they're really passionate about. It keeps you motivated. It keeps you fresh. It keeps you, and it like it lets you see uh, things in new ways. Like when you take a break out of the food world and you go do something that requires your dedication and your investment and your interest you get to be in a different mindset and it allows you to see things in a certain way. And certain things I read or certain ways I look at the guitar really do translate to how I look at the kitchen when I go back into it in terms of thinking of a problem or trying to come up with a dish or something. It really does help to have those outside experiences because if you're just one note in a kitchen, you're going to be one note with your creativity and your process. But if you're able to branch out and do different things, you're able to engage in other aspects of life. Your way of thinking about the food will not only just be an insider view, but also from the general public. I think that's a big thing with chefs and cooks. We always, I feel, tend to look like, you know, at food and, at you know, what it means to be a cook through the eyes of a cook, which obviously makes sense. But we also need to look at it from our guests' point of view and see what they feel and empathize with them and be able to support them and also be able to support how they are understanding. So if we want to further the conversation that cooks need to be more prominent, we know how to do so. So those are just some things that I think that would be very helpful. But the biggest thing for me is making sure you have something you're so passionate about and that you're so willing to just spend time out of work for that isn't related to food to allow you to reset, get your mind right, and just be able to feel fresh and get ready to go back into work. So really hope that, you know, that helps out. I really suggest finding something like that, um, whether it be meditating, music, whatever, just Find something that isn't related to food. Be passionate about it. Get excited about it. And I guarantee you, it will help you out. Not now. Not just now, but for the rest of your time in the kitchens. Because it's definitely helped me out. All right, Line Click Nation. Uh, that was it for the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, I know we started out on a negative note. I like to try to keep things positive. But I do think with everything going on that some things needed to be addressed. Uh, first off, if anyone ever needs to talk or chat, please feel free to message me. I don't claim to know, you know, how it is for everyone. I don't claim to know how, I don't try to act like I know how you all feel because I don't. What I like to do is I like to chat. I like to see how you're doing. And I really do like to try to help or at least try to listen. I feel like the biggest thing with cooks is we don't feel like we're listened to enough. And so please feel free to message me because I'm always down to listen and talk. And I really do hope you all are staying safe and strong during this. And I know as chefs and cooks, we have a responsibility to care for others. And let me tell you, like after this is all said and done with the pandemic, we're going to really be needed. So I just really hope you all are staying strong. And I hope we're able to go out there and support others. The 100th episode of Line Cook Thoughts podcast is coming up very soon. Please feel free to message me on any Instagram, uh, Twitter, or Facebook feed of mine. Or email me at linecookthoughts at outlook.com. I'd be more than happy to have you on the podcast. I think it would be a great opportunity for you all, and I think it would be fun to chat a little bit. Uh, This Sunday night, May 31st, my friend Cam and I are going to be demonstrating some coffee on the Sunday Night Projects 
project that Copper and Heat and I are working on, so feel free to tune in. And finally, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It means a ton when you leave a review, and not just a five-star review. Any star, be it one, five, I don't care. I want your honest opinion, and I want some honest feedback on how the show can be better, what you like, dislike about the show. And I just want to make this a greater experience overall for you listening-wise. So please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps me a ton. Thank you so much for listening. I hope wherever you're listening from, you're staying safe, you're staying inspired, and I will see you on the next Line Cook Thoughts podcast.